Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a fantastic guest. This is one, honestly, I've been looking forward to for a long time. Reggie Lucas is the head football coach at Wake Forest High School in Raleigh. Uh, and it's, it's safe to say that, uh, that coach might be the dean of North Carolina coaches right now. He has, had, uh, he has taken, and, and, and he'll probably tell some of this story, but he has taken, uh, he took over a really good program uh, about 13 years ago and turned it into an absolute powerhouse. He's played for six state championships, won three of them. And, uh, and we were just talking before we started, uh, you know, I've run into him at, at different camps and at different seven on sevens. And it's just always impressive to see uh, the, the high quality program he runs, the great coaching staff he has, the great kids has, uh, he's in a big school and always uh, uh, is impressive with just the sheer number of kids that they bring to camps and seven on seven. So coach, I appreciate you being here, man. And I, I told you before we started, I, I've really been looking forward to listening to you talk and trying to steal some of your uh, ideas because you certainly have done a great job. And, uh, and uh, a lot of guys in the state, uh, they all want to hear all your secrets too. Thanks a lot for having me, coach. I appreciate you having me on. Great, great. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, first one, question number one, can you give a one minute elevator introduction of yourself? Well, again, I'm, I'm head coach Reggie Lucas for Wake Forest High School. Um, born and raised in, in, in Wake Forest, went to high school at Wake Forest Roseville. I graduated in, in 1989, went on to play football, played defensive back for Lenore Ryan College at the time. Graduated in 94, and, and believe it or not, after graduating, I came back and joined our high school football coaching staff with, with my, my head coach, Rock Harrison. That's how I got my first first start into coaching and um, been there ever since. Having coached at another high school, I'm, I'm at home, I'm happy. Uh, and that's a little bit about my background. Uh, we, we talked before uh, we started uh, uh, recording how, how rare that is nowadays, that you've coached your entire career at your alma mater. And, uh, and, and I, I needed to give a little background. You've been the head football coach uh, for 13 years, you were the defensive coordinator before that for four years and obviously graduated from Wake Forest. So it's in your blood and uh, and uh, took over for the great Earl Smith uh, after uh, after he left. And uh, Earl had had really taken the program to the next level and then you skyrocketed after you took over. So, uh, again, I'm super excited to have you on and and, uh, and to steal all your ideas, man. So question number two. How do, you, how do you define culture in your program? Well, I think first, you know, you hit on a couple of things. I, I've been fortunate to work with a bunch of uh, a good, good and great head coaches. I, uh, you know, Rock Harrison was a tremendous coach, tremendous motivator. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, first of all, because of the late Rock Harrison. Uh, Rock Harrison had a defensive coordinator that was, that was detailed in everything he did, and that was Ron Hale. So I worked with Ron Hales prior to working with Earl Smith. Um, by the time I got to Earl Smith, I didn't know what it was going to be like because just hearing Earl Smith was a great coach. And, and I tell you, he came in, and the, the, the one thing that, that's, that's hitting my mind right now was discipline and weight room. And I think Earl brought that to our school and it was something new. It was, and, and, you know, we didn't know how the kids was going to react, but I could tell you now every kid want that discipline. I know it's difficult to get it, but every kid want that discipline. 
and 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 when you talk about culture, I think that's the one thing that you got to find. You got to find what do you want your program to be. And I think you know when I when I thought about you know the culture that we have now, you know it, it's certain things that you look for your athletes to have. You want them to have that leadership in the school and in the community. You want them to have respect for themselves and others. You want them to be looked up as role models around campus. I, I tell coaches this all the time. If your football team is disciplined, your school will be disciplined. If your football team is all over the place, the school is going to be all over the place. So I take my hats off to my coaching staff for helping me, you know, nurture that culture, trying to give, give our kids discipline and, and, and respecting the school, the facilities, the community. And, and, and administration also helps develop that culture too. You got to have administration involved as well. So all of that factors into your culture, but your culture is, is what you want your team to be. And, and, and I think also coach, it changes. Your culture can change. Uh, the kids change. So you got to be able to adjust with the different kids you have year in and year out. So your culture definitely changes year in and year out. I actually, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember if I came and watched you guys practice when Earl was there or just came to one of the playoff games, but came back that that was the thing with Earl's team that just jumped out is is the discipline I remember you guys would line up we called it the failings you guys would line up a certain way before you went into halftime and uh and then uh again just watching you guys at camps and uh and uh I actually we me and you spoke at a clinic years and years ago and I was so impressed you're, you're such a great defensive mind also and uh, just, but just super impressed with with how you built that program and and the culture you do uh, establish with those kids. Your kids always act right when you're at the camps. You, it feels like you got 400 of them at every camp, and they all act right. They all know uh, where they're supposed to be going and how they're supposed to be acting, and that's obviously a tribute to you and your staff. So uh, so super impressed. Uh, not with, with with the way you do it, not just the results you get from it. Uh, so here's number three, and this is the big one. Now, this is the one we want to steal some ideas from you. What are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? Well, you know, I go back to um, I came in this game young, not knowing what high school football was about. And I took things from other coaches. And, and even today, some of the things you were just talking about, it, it wasn't originally my idea. I kept it in my program because it worked. Um, having kids, you know, being where they supposed to be, uh, making sure they knew that was important because that's part of that discipline aspect because that's going to carry over to the field. But uh, we do have a motto. Um, the three things that we rely on is big for our program. Number one is commitment. And commitment is being you know, dedicated to everything that, that you believe in, regardless of what outside people believe. So again, we ask our kids to commit to us. I think if, if they can put the blinders on, especially in this day and time with social media and, and the blogs and, and believe in your system, that, that goes a long way. Number two is accountability. Accountability is, is uh, being responsible for your action and willing to accept the consequence for them. So you got to be accountable. I mean, if, if, if you like that discipline, then you know what the result is going to be. You know, if, if you have a certain discipline and do things the right way, then you're going to get those right results. So commitment, accountability, that's one and two. And the last one is trust. 
and that's having a strong belief in someone or something. You also must have trust in yourself because you know, coach, uh, you can't play this game without confidence. Confidence go a long way in football. So the three big things that we instill daily is commitment, accountability, and trust. And we make sure that's plastic on the walls. We got them on t-shirts and we talk about those things every single day. I love, I love the concept that you're, you're talking about, you know, right out the right out the gate, regardless of what other people say, when you're talking about your commitment level, I think that in today's world of social media, that that's gotta be huge. And, uh, and, you know, and it shows, it shows in your kids, you know, when I'm seeing them at camps and seven on sevens, it, it shows. Uh, so fantastic coach. Question number four, and here, here's a, this is a huge one because you've been, you've been doing it a long time and you got a lot of uh, wisdom to share. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? That is a difficult question. And, and, and we could jump around and, and use this one to talk about different, different things, but you got to realize that, you know, I didn't know anything. So I kind of picked up everything as I went. Um, I think the main thing I know now is that, you know, you, you, A, you got to have a system and, and you got to believe in that system. I think, you know, number two, what, what I didn't know then is how important your coaches on your staff. I mean, everybody has a, a part to do and that part is very important. Every single coach, you know, whether he's a defensive back coach or whether he's an assistant defensive back coach, that coach is important. Um, you you got to have um, integrity. You know, you, you, your program got to have something that the kids can hold on to and know is theirs. They, they have to believe in you as a coach. You know, when I was a young guy starting out, I was just, hey, I was ready to give the kids what I got when I was there, you know, when I grew up. Times change, time evolves, kids are different, parents are different, they're raising their kids different. So you have to adjust. And, and what I did not know then is that every kid can be coached a different way. You have to get to know your players on a personal level, know what they can handle, know what they can't handle. And to a certain degree, coach, at the same time, you do have to be the coach that the kids have to accept you as well. So as a young coach, I didn't know all those things. And I kind of watched other guys and saw how they did it and how they earned the respect of the players. Because once you earn that respect from your players, believe me, they will do anything for you. I think that's what I still try to do today is, is, is build a personal relationship with each kid in the building on my team and let them know first and foremost, I care about their education. I care about their health. I care about their future. And, and football, we're going to have fun. And, and we're going we're gonna to compete to win. We're not going to play the game just to play it. We, we want to win this game. I mean, if, if you don't win, you know, people are not going to respect you. So we also teach our kids to win. But again, coach, and, and thinking about this thing, when I started, you know, we're, we're on the computer now. I knew, I, I didn't know anything about a computer and don't know much now. I think as I went through the system, I wish I would have picked more up on the technology side. Um, I think technology enhances coaches. I think there's a lot of tools out here through technology that can help coaches. Even now today, I'm still learning. So that's one thing I, I harp on is, is learning more about the technology side. But I think more importantly, coach, we just realizing these kids look to us um, as a role model. 
um, some as a father figure, some of them um, we're the only males in their life. That's the side I'm realizing is so important now. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, I, I don't know if we talked about the wins, and I'm sure we will before we leave here. But coach, at the end of the day, when I retire, I, I'm more satisfied with the impact I had on the kids than just winning a championship because this day and time, they need that more and more. That's awesome, coach. I want to I want to go off script for one second because I've always been impressed with number one you have a large staff but you got them all on the same page how what do you do how, how do you get all those guys on the same page you know you said they're all important do you have any like tell us about your your staff meeting you know what do you a retreat what do you do to get everyone on the same page number one coach you know I've and and I go back to Coaches do different things to motivate their staff and to bring their staff together. The first thing I wanted to do, and Errol did a lot of this, but I wanted to make sure that when we went somewhere, nobody knew I was the head coach. So I wanted all my guys to look alike. So I wanted, I wanted all of us to dress alike at practice. When we go to the clinics, I want us sometimes to have on the same T-shirt. Even if we're at a clinic for two or three days, we have an outfit for each day. So I wanted us to feel like we was a part of Wake Forest. Secondly, I wanted them to know that I trust them and that's why I hired them, but more importantly, that they can trust me. And just like I talked about with the kids, building that relationship with the kids, I also try to build that personal relationship with my coaches. You know, my coaches know my family, I know their family. We do have uh, uh, gatherings at cookouts, uh, we go to clinics together. So, so we have a relationship outside of the, of the school building and outside of practices and games as well. And I think that's important. I think once you build that relationship and they understand you and your personality uh, more, they gonna, you're going to get more from them. So that's what I've tried to do with my coaching staff. Um, coaching football is coaching football. You're going to find out quickly if, if a guy is knowledgeable about his position or if he knows what he's doing. But I think if you build that trust amongst your staff, you can get a lot from them. Talk about the, uh, I'm, and I'm just grabbing that something that's caught my interest. That talk about the cookouts. Is that a, a structured thing? Like we're going to have a cookout after spring ball or tell us how, how do you do that? Is it more uh, spur of the moment? You know, how, how do you do that? Well, with different staff, it, 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 from year to year, it just evolved. I know, um, you know, I got one guy on my staff now, he thinks he's a cook. So he always wants to get the coaches over and cook. He has a nice grill pit. So on, on certain holidays or or when we're getting out of school and, and there's a long weekend or something like that, and not just doing football season, it's mainly, you know, doing the off season because during the season we, we're grinding. So we might pick a, a week, week or two um, during the off season to get together. I think this off season, we've probably been together three or four times. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So here's question number five. Uh, well, number one, what's your contact uh, information? Are you on Twitter or any of that kind of stuff? You might be like me and don't know how that works. That's funny. No Twitter, um, no Facebook. Email is the best way to contact me. And my email is rlucas2 at wcpss.net. Um, my my Phone number is 919-554-8611. Five, five, 
23713 is my extension. That's the best way to contact me. I do respond. Um, my, my, my personal phone number, I, I won't give it out here, but it's easy to get. I think everybody, you know, has a smartphone or something that's easy to access my phone number. I'll, uh, I'll put your, uh, I'll put the email in the, uh, in the show notes so they can get through, they can get to you that way. And then the, the last one is just, do you have anything to promote or, you know, you got the last word, anything you want to talk about? Well, well, I don't have anything to promote. I just, you know, again, want to thank you. I definitely want to thank my principal, Patty Hamler, my, my former AD, Mike Joyner, who just retired and moved on and continued to work in athletics and in North Carolina, but definitely want to um, give those two a big thank you because they've allowed me to be me. Um, they didn't handicap me. They allowed me to coach. And, and also, I want to thank all the coaches that's, that's, that's coaching the young men out here across the state. They need us. you know. And, and I say this too, Coach, we need them. They, they keep us going. I, I really appreciate everything that everybody's doing. Um, let's continue to be role models and leaders. Awesome, Coach. You did fantastic, man. I appreciate you coming on and doing this, and I, I know you're uh, you're helping a lot of coaches right now. I know there's going to be a lot of guys tuning in and uh, and wanting to hear your wisdom. So I, I appreciate you doing this, buddy. Absolutely, Coach. Thanks a lot. Hope it went well. <laughs>